everybody. Very special episode today. I'm going to lead the program off with some uh, The Spinners. This one is I Found Love When I Found You. And then we'll get into the mix. One look at you and my partner. Episode 65 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with a very special guest. I have uh, Anderson City Council member, Mr. Baron Browning here today. Baron, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, I want to give a special shout out to the Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for streaming, downloading, whatever you do. I appreciate it very much. And without further ado, let's get into it. So, um, recently, I believe it was over the weekend or maybe last Friday, uh, Rennie Rancheria uh, gave $100,000 in donations to different small businesses, including Becca's Cafe, Players, uh, Pibs, and stuff like that. Um, as a city council member, how does, um, in the community as a whole, I guess this is like a, a big question, um, what have you seen like during the COVID times and whatnot? How do you think the, the city has kind of helped each other out? Because I think that's a really generous donation for them. I don't know if that's the first time they've done that, but that's the first time I've heard of it personally. Yeah. What would you think about it? Well, first of all, that's it's amazing. I mean, you got so many of our small businesses today um, just struggling to get by with, we're on again, we're off again. Um, you've got to look at not only the business as a whole um, or the business owners, but then all their employees. So the trickle-down effect of what has that really happened to us? <clears throat> in, a, in a county like Shasta County with all of our small cities, and I consider Reading really small because you're at 92,000 people roughly. In, in Reading, and we're about 10,000 in Anderson. So we are all, you know, fairly small business as a whole. So when you look at those and the trickle-down effect, we as small cities really rely on all of those small businesses um, for the majority of our income um, into the city to um, fix up our roads, infrastructure, water, sewer, all of the things that um, citizens on your police force, um, traffic lights, all of those things that we rely on um, as, a, as citizens, they all come through that funnel through that money. And so um, when you've got a, an organization like the Reading Rancheria and um, Sierra Pacific Industries, and there's many more that continue, continually contribute to things like that, um, it, it was just amazing that on, on the uh, eve of Christmas, nonetheless, that the Reading Rancheria reached out. And what they did was they took 10, their 10 tribal uh, board members and they gave them each two picks. And with their two picks, they got a, a, each, each one of those got $5,000. So you had a total of 20 um, small businesses um, getting a total of $100,000, $5,000 each. Um, so to be asked to, uh, by the Reading Rancheria to come and um, 
observe that and uh, be a part of that was just amazing because you have in our sphere of influence you got the sand trap and pibs and um, there's the Igo store that was over there and then you've got of course in our town you got um, players pizza and, and Becca's cafe and so um, visiting all of those is just you know to go there and, and uh, be with them they're part of the family right you, you get to know them on a first name basis um, you get that special hug when you walk through the door they know your name when you come in um, those are the things that just it amazes me that uh, the love that they have for our community that they would give back like that on on, uh, on the eve of Christmas when a lot of those small businesses in in most cases have not even taken a paycheck for themselves they've been paying their employees they've been covering their um, lease or rent or mortgage um, and so buying their food or you know whatever they have um, to get by in a lot of cases not even taking a paycheck for themselves and so um, I think it was great the way the Reading Rancheria um, threw it out there and said, <clears throat> we don't care what you spend the money on. If you haven't taken a paycheck, then have a great Christmas with your family. Um, and so that's just a special moment where everybody uh, in the audience, I know it was outside and we were all socially distanced, but you could just see the tears. So it was amazing. Yeah, definitely. What were some other businesses besides like Becca's Cafe and Players? I'm There's looking... a whole list. I'll have to pull it up for okay. you. Yeah, <laughs> Luckily, I did before we started. So Awesome. Um, Limbs Cafe. Moonstone Bistro, Good Times Pizza and Things, another great organization out in Palisadro, another great small business that continually gives back as Good Times on a regular basis. The Spot Barber Lounge, um, Don Sandwich Shop, um, Fast Weenies, I mentioned the Sand Trap, Pasta Pronto. Um, another one I didn't mention that's awesome in Anderson is Kaleidoscope Coffee. So they're, they're in our town That's as well. awesome. Um, Kenny's Kitchen, Joe's Giant Orange Cafe, um, Deja Vu Restaurant, uh, Carnegie's Restaurant, Becca's Cafe, I said. Uh, Bonnie's Burgers. I forgot Bonnie's Burgers. They're also in our sphere of influence. When you think of Anderson, they probably have an Anderson address, as a lot of that area does. Um, And then you have uh, Rice Brothers Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and All Fired Up is the last one. Oh, okay. So those those twenty got five thousand dollars each. Yeah, uh, great for them. That's awesome. Yeah. I, that was really good, like heartwarming stuff to hear because it's been obviously very tough this year with the virus and everything going on. And even um, and I'm not trying to get you into any political things or whatnot, but it's very hard with the politics <laughs> okay. here in the state to you know um, like how I think of it is like all these big corporations have been like bailed out from you know whether it was Congress or whatever it was, but the small businesses have to take the PPP loans and they have to pay it back. And it, it seems like it's all kind of meant to. I don't want to say destruct the small businesses, but to kind of like just like make it tougher for them to succeed and whatnot. And I just I thought that was really nice of the ranch for you to come through and, and do that. And I'm sure, you know, being a part of city council stuff, that was really good to just see the community come together, especially when it's a casino here. You know, it's been here a very long time and, um, you know, it's been a tough year for everybody. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I was happy to see that on Facebook. I actually ran into that just last night and wanted to bring it up and whatnot. With well, you. you know, they're just one of those organizations and they're um, they say, think of themselves as small business and we see them a little bit bigger. Um, from our side, but um, they're constantly giving back to the community in one fashion or another. So we appreciate them. Yeah, absolutely. I also saw you did a uh, toy drive and a food drive and stuff like that at the uh, Civic Auditorium, I believe, last Friday or something. Look, for um, me, it's very simple. Um, you know, I spent uh, time in the Marine Corps and uh, as a veteran coming out of there and, and uh, just walking through life, I believe that you've got to give back to the community that's given so much to you. And so that's my family and I are constantly donating our time to those type of organizations, whether I'm a board member for Salvation Army, 
Um, I just think of the world of the Good News Rescue Mission um, and all they try to do to help those in need. Um, as, you, as you know, there's some that are just uh, chronically homeless. Um, maybe they don't want that help. Um, but as you know, by our own struggles in life, that light bulb does turn on at some point. And that they remember where they were when they first started hearing about how they could change their life. And we as humans typically go back there and go, oh, I need help now. I truly want it. I want to get out of this rut that I'm in. I need this help or that help. Um, whether that's psychological, whether that's drug addiction, no matter what it is, um, the Good News Rescue Mission is always there and always helpful. And the amount of people that um, go through their program um, that started with that chronic homelessness of, nope, I'm always going to be like this, finally see the light, and that bulb comes on, and they get to go and um, start revamping their life. And I think that's a, a nice pathway for them to get started. And they're so overly supportive um, to those people that are going through their program and those people that are just staying in their facility. And I know it's a struggle for citizens. I hear this, um, well, it's, you know, they only get to be in there for 30 days and then they have to go. But what a, the way I look at this is that what about those other 600 that are on the street that don't get to go there, right? So 30 days, 30 days in, 30 days out, hopefully by 30 days, the light bulb comes on and they can start the process. Yeah. So you mentioned that you were, I actually didn't know this, that you were a Marine. First of all, thank you for your service. Yes, I appreciate my it. Pleasure. Um, what age did you go in? Was it right out of high school? Was it a little bit yeah, after? 87 and 93. So it was two years after high school. Okay. How was that experience for you? Did that really, did that kind of set the tone for like what you wanted to do in life? Did you want to do like city council right after you came out? How no, that? no, no. I didn't think of city council until a long time after that. I, I think that was my grow up time. You know, it's like, um, I always say this to other people, not that I was a total punk, but um, I look back now and go, God, I was kind of a jerk back then. And then I went to the Marine Corps and you really become a man, right? You get to learn, not that I didn't grow up knowing that I had to go to work every day because we lived on a farm, but um, it was just one of those moments where you really wake up and say there is a, another side of life. Um, and, and for that you know, six-year period, that was uh, protecting our country in whatever fashion the uh, Marine Corps chose you know, to put me in. But... Um, getting out of there, I, I, that's where I really grew up. And I, I, the uh, work ethic that I have today and the strive to do always do better and the constant uh, feeling that I need to give back um, to our great nation and to our citizens that even live around here or elsewhere. It doesn't really matter. But um, that's the really moment where I grew up. Gotcha. What made you want to become like a, a city council member and stuff like that? Well, what made you want to get into... You know, I never thought of that. Ne never. I... Uh, um, I worked for uh, Budweiser for a number of years, and um, after Budweiser was taken over uh, by a Belgian company, um, they let a bunch of us go, and I didn't know where I was going. You know, you're like, I'm at that time I was 44, I believe, years old, married with a family, didn't know, what am I going to do? We lived here in the area. What am I going to do now? I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and so um, ended up joining Rotary through a friend, Kim Chamberlain, who's a staunch uh, veteran supporter, um, invited me to Anderson Rotary and uh, met a few people. And um, along the way, someone said, hey, you should run for city council. And, you know, I prayed about it and thought about it with my family and said, okay, well, God, if you're, if I win, then it's meant to be. If I don't, that's okay too. And yeah, I won. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. What year was that for you? Um, it's been six years. So this is my sixth year on the council. Gotcha. Okay. Just completing six years. So I'm getting ready to start my seventh. 
January 1st. And then, like, what's the process? Because I, I just personally don't know myself. What's the process of going from, like, being a, uh, on the city council to becoming, like, the mayor and then uh, vice mayor and stuff like that? How does that sure, all work? Sure. In a small city like Anderson and Reading, Shasta Lake City, we they all work the same. And that is you just rotate. Um, but the council picks. So you get voted in as a councilman by the citizens through the vote process. And then the council actually uh, uh, votes in the uh, vi- vice mayor and mayor. Okay. So that's how it works. And so typically how we've done it in Anderson is that you just rotate. You become the vice mayor and then the mayor. And then you're the councilman for three years or a council person for three years. And then it starts over again. Okay. That, so that really simple. Yeah. Really simple. For sure. How do you think, going back to like the small business and stuff like that, how do you think we rebound from a year like this and a situation like this? Do you think there's any clear path? Do you think it takes other people kind of donations and stuff like that? Or, or is there a way to kind of, uh, you know, pull yourself up by the, by the bootstrap kind of thing? Well, I think most of our businesses, and I'm, I'm speaking of Shasta County, for the most part, um, the businesses have done a good job of making a name for themselves. And you still have people going there. I, I talked to some people last night. They're still, they went and bought a bunch of gift cards. Um, and I had lunch with a guy yesterday, he did the same thing. He spent almost $2,000 in gift cards. That's all he's giving out from small restaurants wow. in the area um, just to continually support them. And so the ones that are, have always given back to us, and I think I saw this on Facebook and I just so went, wow, that's so true. Those small businesses support all of our t-ball, baseball, soccer, I mean, they sponsor all of those things for us, right? And some of the bigger businesses do a little bit, um, the major businesses. But for the most part, most of the sponsorships for all of, like, my kids um, were done through small businesses. And so I think it's our turn to give back to them. And I think that's, that's for the most part, I, I only know of one business that went out of business in Anderson so far. Um, and that was a um, massage and, and nail place that went out of business in Anderson. I think the rest are, they're struggling, of course. Absolutely, they're struggling. Um, but they're still going along and, and making it and constantly putting stuff on um, social media and getting their word out regularly. Um, and we continually, as a, as a community, continually go there and, and patronize them. So during this tough time and whatnot, what's been your personal proudest moment as far as the city of Anderson and Shasta County goes and and as far as the small businesses and whatnot? For COVID? Yeah. During the COVID time? Just exactly what I said. I think our our, uh, community has totally stepped up and um, have eaten out more than they've ever eaten out before. Um, You know, you're used to cooking five nights a week, maybe eating out one or two, right? Um, And you make it a, a conscious effort and they have. Um, our citizens have made a conscious effort to go to those places and patronize them and constantly um, let them know that they care about them. I know from uh, a few years ago, I think it's been three years now, um, we as Anderson de- uh, started our own economic development. So it's, it's called ACE, Anderson Community Economic Development. And uh, so Christmas in Anderson is done the Sunday after Thanksgiving every year. Um, this year, ACE stepped up and paid, um, went around those businesses and said, can we help you? And we made a business card. On, on the business card, it's 10% off at all the uh, patronizing restaurants that wanted to be a part of it. And on the other side, it has all those restaurants and their names. And hmm. so you get to go to those restaurants during the month of December, and you get 10% off of each of them. And the idea is that you go to all of them. And uh, there's been some great ideas come from that. And so next year, I think you'll see us do something different, and I won't give away the surprise yet. But where you okay. go to all of them and you get something at the end, you get, there's a raffle. 
So all the ones that actually went to every restaurant during the month of December, there would be a prize at the end if you went to all of them and got it, you know, got everyone to sign all of them and they came back and put them in a thing and you raffle it off. So I'm looking forward to doing that next year because they're going to struggle this year too. The COVID is not even close to over. I would tell you that um, we're probably June, maybe even August um, before the, the, uh, before there's a vaccine that comes to the general public. So yeah. I think it's going to be a long road. So how do you think we can, besides just giving money and stuff like that, how can people help promote the small businesses and, and help them out as far as like financial? Pa- or? No, like their page, share their page when you see it on there. Go and make Yelp reviews. We have, I mean, you look at I-5 and the amount of traffic that, that travels down I-5 both directions um, to from Oregon and Washington, you know, through L.A. and Arizona and back. Um, there's a lot of traffic. And so those Yelp reviews make a lot of difference when someone is pulling it up, right? And they're going, whoa, look at there. There's Becca's. Look at how many people love that place. I'm stopping there on the way, right, for breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of great things that you can do. And word of mouth is the best, right? I had the best breakfast at Becca's Cafe the other day, right? You're just talking to a friend, where's Becca's? And then you tell them where it's at. You got to go. You got to try it. I mean, the word of mouth is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that the community has done a fantastic job this year. I think, I don't want to say they've gotten more business than ever because it doesn't seem like it. And I know it's tough with just takeout and stuff. But it seems like a lot of, like, I worked at Players personally back when everything first hit for about five or six months afterwards, too. And, um, you know, even since, because I've moved on and whatnot, it was really nice being there because the community really does come out when it's the toughest of times. And they really do support, you know. It's like, I... You know, I didn't have the best childhood growing up and stuff like that. So I always thought, you know, people like when you're down and out, people don't want to see you succeed and don't want to, you know, they don't want you to be a part of anything that's good. I think, you know, my perspective personally has changed a lot this year because I saw firsthand people come out and help us. I mean, I'll be honest, I won't give exact numbers or anything, but I mean, we got more business when we initially went to takeout and delivery only. I mean, it's like the phones wouldn't stop ringing until we were closed. And even afterwards, people were trying to get orders in and trying to do stuff like that. And I think that, um, first of all, the business owners, you know, I mean, the the amount of just like taxing that's taken on them, you know, physically, emotionally, financially, I, I couldn't even imagine. But um, just to have a job and just to be able to work and not, you know, have to go on unemployment and file for these things and whatnot. I, I felt really gracious and, and blessed to be able to do it this year. And um, I think the community has done a fantastic job personally. You know, I, I know I'm, you know, one of the few, I guess, voices in the area and whatnot for podcasts. I wish there were more because I, I think it's, you know, we need to get the message out and need to kind of promote Reading and stuff like that. Because I think Reading, Anderson and everything else is on the up and up. I mean, I think for the first time in a long time, it's been, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. And that's not, um, you know, there's no, there's always going to be negativity. There's always going to be people saying whatever, or, you know, the homeless or, you know, whatever it is. But I, I think that we're finding solutions and we're getting to the bottom of a lot of these problems. And, um, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way. I'm sure, you know, being there firsthand, you see that, you know, we're really finally able to help out these people that need the real help and help the small businesses survive. That way they're there, you know, come 2022, 2023 and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I, I agree with you is my overall main point. I, I definitely have seen the uh, people come out in droves and whatnot. And I, I think stuff like the Garden of Lights also at Turtle Bay and stuff is a great thing for people to come and, you know, get away from, you know, the news and get, you know, get away from just being in the house and stuff like that and go do stuff with their family and whatnot. I think it's a great thing that they did for the first time this year. And I hope they do it, you know, in the years that come, because it's great for the kids. It's great for the family. And uh, I think it goes to a good cause as well. You know, I I mean, the Sundial Bridge is our biggest tourist attraction, you know, um, and so is Turtle Bay. But I want to transition here. uh, Speaking of Reading, 
So we have Trim Creek Marketplace yep. uh, finally opened up this year and whatnot. And, you know, Save Mart landed there, second in and out Ross. They're putting a Les Schwab there. I don't know if you know if there's any other places coming in um, that the public hasn't heard about. But. Yeah, there's going to be a lube and oil place that's actually being built right now uh, just to, what would that be, just to the north of Ross. So um, that's also going in there. I don't know the other uh, any other items that are going in there, any other companies that are going in there. But here's the way I look at it from um, looking at it from an Anderson perspective. The closer you drive it to Anderson, the better off Anderson is. Um, and this is the, also the other way I look at it. It doesn't matter where the business goes um, in the area as long as it goes because people live wherever, right? Um, a business goes, a Ross, a new Ross goes in and they hire 20 more people. Well, people, uh, some of those people that work there live in Anderson, right? So it really doesn't matter where it goes um, because we all win from that. What do you think about um, just as far as the traffic going on for Anderson? Have you seen a difference in people kind of going to and from, like you said, I-5 north and south and whatnot? Is it more so do you think Reading benefits a little bit more just because it's in Reading? I think Anderson is getting busier, and I don't know what it's driven from. I think Anderson is just getting busier as well as uh, Reading getting busier. Um, I think all of those things. Um, you know, we have a beautiful Anderson River Park um, that people love to go and just hang out at. Um, and we have a lot of new businesses that have come to town. Um, and then we just landed U.S. Offsites, um, which is a manufacturing company that's going to go in where the old mill used to be. Um, oh. Out on, um, which would be South Anderson. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've so actually, I've lived by there most of my life. So. so they'll have, you know, roughly at their peak, they'll have 250 new jobs that come to the area. Um, good paying jobs where people can learn a skill set. Um, and, and I'm really talking about those guys where I don't know, you know, I got out of high school and there's just really nothing here. But I'm really not, you know, I'm really not that guy that wants to go to college. What do I do? Right. Before, you know, in the um, 90s, early 2000s, we had the mills. Well, those are gone. Right. The mill days are gone from Anderson where we had a couple of great mills that were there. Um, and so now you have this. And so this is coming in where those people that are they're really not college bound where that's not really their thing. School wasn't really their thing, but they love to work with their hands um, and. It's just a great place where they can go and learn a skill set and get paid a good wage and and hopefully retire from. Have you been to the? Because uh, I'm a fan and I shout out to the, to the uh, Drip Cafe. Have you been to Drip yet? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I was honored enough to do the ribbon cutting at the Drip um, oh, the day okay. they opened. So I was there yeah. and and uh, brought the uh, big old scissors from the city and <laughs> the ribbon and <laughs> yeah. you know it was just amazing. I took my wife and daughter. They typically go everywhere with me except for they're not in this room. Just so you know. Uh, <laughs> um, but we do love to hang out and go together uh, to a lot of places. So they went to the drip with us, and a lot of our friends were there that we got to see and, and mingle with. And it was just a what a fun lady she is. And the, both owners are just fun, um, very yeah. outgoing and very spunky and, you know, just love what they're doing. And, and the best part is they believe in their product. They believe their product um, helps change somebody's nutritional life, Right. And, and it's just amazing how much they believe in it and how much spunk you can see when they talk about it. So it's awesome. Glad yeah. I'm glad they're in town. Yeah, I am too. And, and 
you know, not for nothing, I know uh, her name is uh, Nemi, uh, Nemi Medina, I think is her yeah. name, so shout out to her. I know she's had a few businesses and whatnot there before that unfortunately didn't make it, but just to see someone come back, this is the third time she's had a business there, I guess, according to her, and yes. um, yeah, I'm just happy that, I think this one's definitely going to succeed, first of all, because I think that Anderson needs as great as, like, a Dutch Bros is, or, like, you know, Kaleidoscope's amazing, of course, you know, there's not really, a, like, a, a protein shake and, and, like, a healthy tea. Like, I don't even know what a healthy tea is, you know, I, I have no idea what goes into it. I think it's really cool that we have people that are from the area uh you know she's very i think she's you know not even in her mid-20s i mean she's maybe a year or two older than i am you know to have people that are you know just younger and whatnot and know what what the millennials and the gen zers want and stuff like that and play to the crowd you know and, and social media obviously helps with that instagram and stuff of course but i think it's really beneficial for the area and i think it's very cool to have a place where i mean they let me take my dogs in without a leash man like they're really <laughs> cool you know and just like how laid back it is and um, you know, just I think the presence is everything. I think that's a big thing also with small businesses and whatnot. I mean, it's like just presence in the area. You mentioned like Little League and stuff like that. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to work at players and I, you know, kaleidoscope in all these places is because, you know, you see their signs everywhere. You see them at the baseball fields yes. down in Volani Park and Anderson River Park, you know, the food trucks and stuff like that. I mean, that stuff is what drives the community, like you said. I mean, the economic situation and just not only that, but just people having a place to go and socialize and stuff like that. I mean, if there's no you know, pizza parlor to go to, it's like, where are you going to go to watch, you know, the football game on Sunday night and talk with 15, 20 other people? You know, you just don't get that. And I think that's one thing that, you know, I mean, they call it social distancing, but it's anything but social. You know, there's a lot of um, really backwards thinking, I feel like, um, this year as far as the virus and everything goes. And I think we've adjusted very well in the area. And I think that... um, yeah, it's just, it's nice to have places where people can go. Like, me and my little sister went to Drip on Saturday. They had, like, little canvases and stuff like that where you could, like, paint gnomes. Stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it's always the little things that always help, you know. It's like, how many places have it to where you can go paint gnomes with your little sister and have, like, a, a tea or whatever it is right. and bring your dogs in, you know. It's it's very good. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy the area has stuff like that. And it's right near the two fitness centers in town. So it was a brilliant place to put it if you think about um, their location to where their clientele really is. So the two fitness centers are within a couple blocks of each other, and another block from that is her. So, right, um, way to go. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> happy for them. Um, I want to ask you also about uh, moving on from Trent Creek Marketplace and stuff. Hilltop Drive, we're finally getting Chick-fil-A. Have you ever had T-Bar? Have you heard of T-Bar? No. So it's this business where, um, and I don't know the lady personally, it started in Chico. They had two locations in Chico. Now they're in Sacramento and Redding. And um, it started in Chico, and it's like it's like healthy teas and stuff like that. It's kind of like drip, but they do like food and stuff as well. Okay. It's super good. I highly recommend it to you if you haven't gone and okay. take your family and stuff. The wait is always... You know, 30, 45 minutes, it's out the door. It's a little obnoxious if you go at lunchtime and stuff like that, but it's definitely worth the business. Um, what do you think about Hilltop? Well, think about it, though. How are we as humans? I see a long line. I'm going to go get it just because you all think it's great, right? I don't know what it is, but I'm going to stand in that line because I'm watching all you stand in that line. And obviously, it's got to be good if you're all staying there waiting for it. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's a sign of success in my mind. Definitely. Right? If there's a line, that's a sign of success. Look at it now. Great example. I drove by there today at 11 o'clock, and the line's almost to the street at the old one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> it always is. What always. a great sign of success. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what do you make of Hilltop and whatnot? Are you looking forward to them kind of getting in on the action a little bit? Because, I mean, Sprouts is right there. they got Home Goods. Chick-fil-A is coming in. I mean, everyone loves Chick-fil-A. I can't um, wait for Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many spaces there where people can do stuff. Yeah, and, and Sprouts is fun. Sprouts is a fun place to go, and 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 – 
you know, mingle around and look at the different foods that you might be able to, I've never had, so why not? Let's try it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think it's definitely beneficial for writing and stuff like that. And I, I'm happy that it's finally, like I said, the narrative's kind of turning. I mean, downtown is, you know, they're getting the new big courthouse and stuff like that. All the apartments are getting built and whatnot and getting ready to open next year. Downtown is going to be amazing. And it's going to go back to the old days when you used to drive through the middle of that town. So they'll actually have a street down it pretty soon, right down the middle. So that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, K2's done a great job in development in that area. Um, and they all have a lot of new shops on the bottom floor, along with being able to have an apartment on top, right? So if you're a millennial and you like that downtown vibe, but you're living here, now you get it. You get to go downtown and rent an apartment upstairs and go right down and you can shop. Yeah. Great. It's fantastic. I think so, too. I couldn't live like that, but good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, people like that, man. People are into stuff like yeah. that. It's, I mean, I think Reading is definitely, and Anderson, too, is on the up and up. I mean, even Anderson River Park, like you mentioned, they have, like, new dog parks there. They have, like, um, they're redoing, like, the basketball court and stuff like that. Splash pad we just put in this year. It'll be opening up uh, next year after COVID. We did complete it this year. Um, and so that, that was almost a million-two project. Um, and it'll be one of the biggest uh, splash pads in the area for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know about that. Hold on. I'll pull you up some video. How's okay. that? Yeah, We absolutely. can continue talking, and then I'll show you some video. And it's just an amazing, um, amazing attraction where you can come down for free and hang out with your family. And um, there'll be covered areas. I think we have one, two, three, four covered areas. And under the covered areas is um, six uh, six uh, picnic tables under each one of them. So you can come down and hang out with your family, watch your kids from a fairly close range while they go and play in the splash pad, and then, you know, have some lunch and hang out or have some dinner and hang out and just hang out in our beautiful park and have the kids outside and just playing and having a good time. I think that, you know, for many, many years now with video and everything else, we've gotten away from our kids really playing outside. Um, yeah. The way they used to. And to add this attraction to Anderson River Park, because the way we look at ourselves in Anderson is we're a family town. And we want you to be a family. We want, we want you to look back at your life in Anderson when you grew up there and go, God, that was the greatest town to grow up in. Look at all the things I got to do. The splash pad in Anderson River Park and, you know, Mosquito Serenade on Wednesdays. Yep. Third of July, you got Anderson Explodes and... You know, just some fun things that you got to do as a kid. And, yeah, I had to wait four hours to leave Anderson Explode. But, again, isn't that a sign of success how many people were there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What's one thing about Anderson that you think that we would benefit from? Because, I, I mean, obviously there's tons of places and things to do in and, and a you know, town that small because it, it is, you know, a relatively small town. But what do you think is missing that we can improve personally that maybe you guys are even working on, like, behind closed doors and stuff like that? Um, well, again, and I think Reading started with the uh, light show, but the Christmas light show, I think that's one of the things we're definitely, we've been talking about for many years that you'll see us come over in the next couple of years where we'll have a whole lighted area for Christmas where um, you can drive down for free and, and, and see all the lights um, in Anderson. So I think that's definitely one thing we're missing. We've come a long ways, uh, at least in my six years, where we um, brought back um, Christmas in Anderson back to downtown, the old downtown off of 273. Um, we moved our Christmas uh, – well, the tree's there. It's a it's a live tree. Right. But we made that our Christmas tree um, like it used to be in the old day, right next to the old fire station, um, which has some old antique fire engines inside of it. So um, that's one thing that we brought back where I'm very thrilled about, the amount of people that come out. We did it this year, obviously, with social distancing. We did a drive-through. 
we did a virtual Christmas lighting, Christmas tree lighting. Um, but then Santa was standing there, and the elves would hand candy through a cane, by a long cane. <laughs> yeah. And, and they had the bags through the window. That's where we were handing out the cards for all of the restaurants. But um, even that, we had 300 cars go through there that night. Wow. Um, with all those kids inside, you know, whether they had two or they had four, whether they had one. So um, it was just amazing to watch it all and, and the, uh, the, the look on their faces and how much fun they were having um, just to get out again. So I think a lot of our kids have been cooped up through um, social distancing and distance learning and, you know, not being able to be around their friends as much and, and missing all of those things. I think we need those things. We're, um, this is the way I look at it. We're almost at 40% low income. Um, in the city of Anderson. So we need to provide as much as we can um, for those that are, you know, can't afford to do all the things that, you know, I get to do. Um, and so it's it's really nice to have those things that are available, whether it's the Splash Pad or Christmas Anderson or um, Anderson Explodes, where all of those events are free. Mosquito Serenade, where, you know, families and kids can get out and just have a good time and be with each other. Are you from the area? No, sir. Okay. Well, where are you from originally? <laughs> Oregon. Okay. So I grew up, uh, I graduated in a small town in East Oregon called Dayville outside of John Day. So that's where I graduated high school and then left and um, went off to college and then the Marine Corps. And uh, met my wife uh, working for a company in Sacramento and uh, we got married and I traveled um, for Budweiser about 300 days a year on, on the road. And so in 2004, she called and said, we're moving home. <laughs> She's from Anderson and graduated Anderson. All of her family lives here. And so... Okay. In 2005, we bought a home here in Anderson and uh, moved up here and, and uh, have never left, never looked back. Do you plan on being here the rest of your life and, and doing this forever? Well, you know, whatever God takes me. That's the way I look at it. I, you know, I never say always or never say never. So, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. But I love it. I, and I, I was going to say this earlier. The one thing I love about our community, I mean Shasta County, is that um, I have never seen in all the places I've lived in my entire life the amount of love for each other that we have and the amount of giving that we do on a constant basis, whether it's a fire disaster or snowmageddon or now COVID. Snowmageddon. Um, I've never heard that. <laughs> did you, do you remember that? From a year, year and a half Absolutely. ago, snowmageddon? Oh, yeah. Um, where we just stepped up to the plate and we help, our, um, we help our brother, right? We help our neighbor and we take care of each other. And I've never seen a place like it, ever of all the places I've lived. We just step up time and time and time again. Whether that's Becca's having, um, you know, um, a little get together, whether she's handing out free food after a fire, or whether that's uh, a group of citizens getting together and, and getting toys together for um, the kids in, for Christmas in our area. It just goes on and on and on. And the amount of giving is just amazing. It warms your heart. It really does. Yeah. And I don't mean to be mushy, but it's- No, it's, it's great. It's, it's amazing. It is. If you look at it from afar and go, wow, you know, thank you. Thank you, all of you that give up your time and your volunteerism um, on a constant basis because you're just amazing people and we love you. Because when you think about it between car fire, zog fire, uh, you, you mentioned snow again, it seems like we should be down and out. I mean, it, there shouldn't be anyone left. There, you know, it should be everything should be, you know, whether it's, you know, tore down, destructed, whatever it is. And I mean, it's those, everything's still standing, basically. I mean, yeah. you know, of course, some homes you have to rebuild and, and whatnot. Unfortunately, we, we, you know, had some deaths and people pass away and, you know, rest in peace and whatnot. But um, 
I think that that's one thing I also realized in the last few years is, I mean, the community definitely comes together when, you know, it feels like we are under attack or threatened, whether it's a natural disaster or whatever it is, you know, we are definitely all here for each other. And that's one thing that, and I think also just me being like a young adult, stuff like that, finally realizing, you know, not being a kid, not, you know, when you're a kid, your world's so small. You just think about kind of like what you're doing and you don't really understand everything. And as I get older, it's like, you know, just seeing how we all react and how we all help each other out, like you said, it's it's really, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and all these toy drives and food drives and stuff like that. I mean, I've, nothing makes me feel better than donating, you know, some stuff out of the pantry that's in there or, you know, like buying toys and giving it to like Anderson Family Fitness that's doing it right now and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really, it's a great thing, you know. Um, toys for Tots on Hilltop, um, Q97 is still doing that through today, so you can get over there and donate a toy that's going to go out uh, the United States Marine Corps Reserve will be handing those out for Christmas to those kids, I believe, in the next day or so. So, um, the community just constantly steps up, and um, you know, Hughes Construction sponsoring most of that over there, and so good for them. You know, a construction company that's doing well, stepping up and and taking care of the less fortunate. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then, is- so getting back to the car fire really quick. Okay. I don't yeah. know if people know this or not, um, but we lost uh, a fireman here in Reading, Jeremy Stokes, and. Yeah. His wife has, uh, along with some of his friends, have uh, started an organization called the Jeremy Stokes Foundation. And they raise money all year long, and then they sponsor uh, kids to go to the fire academy. Oh, so wow. the lady that lost her husband, who you think should be the most down and out, look at her heart. It's like, nope, this is what he would have wanted me to do. Yeah. And so it's just amazing. Time and time again, you look around and you go, there's another one and there's another one and there's another one. And you just go, God, what a great place to live. It really is. Yeah. And can you think of a better place? I mean, look at where we live. I mean, you got Lassen, Lassen Park. You got Mount Shasta. You got Shasta Lake. Yeah. You know, you got Anderson River Park. I mean, you got Whiskey Town sun, Lake. Whiskey Town. Yeah. You got Sundial Bridge. I mean, think about all the things that you get to do in such a short span. You're two on that, what, two and a half hours away from the coast. Yep. I mean, from our great, you know, community, look where you can go and just have, a, you know, be there in no time and having a good time and, and visiting and all the landmarks that we have around here. It's just, it's amazing. We have it. We live in such a beautiful place. I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the best part about it uh, is, you know, it's all free. You can go travel. You don't have to. It doesn't cost, I mean, you know, gas or whatever. But, you know, you can go and it's not like you have to jump through a bunch of hula hoops to have a good time and go experience. I mean, these are all natural things that, you know, we're able to experience and whatnot. Bernie Falls. Yeah, Bernie Falls. Yeah. Yeah, just amazing what we have around us that you can go do and and have a day trip and just have a good time. I agree. Pack a lunch. Yeah. Go get them. For sure. Picnic. <laughs> um, what? So I know I asked, well, you know, what your end goal is and stuff like that for city council and whatnot. What are you guys working on right now? What's like the next big besides like splash pad and stuff? What's something that um, you guys have like right on the cusp of, of finishing or have uh, in the plans to reveal here? So soon? it's been. I mean, for me personally, and I tell everybody this. I came in at a really good time um, as a city councilman because I have. Um, the other four city uh, council people are just amazing people. We don't always agree, and that's good. We all have difference of opinion, but we get along. Um, and at the end of the day, when we leave and there's a vote and whether I won or lost, you never hear about it again. And so, and the way I look at that is it's very simple. It's like when you go around and if I was to go around and bash the vote, I'm now splitting citizens because we're humans. We take a side. It's very simple. We take a side. And so yeah. 
now now we we have a divided community and and what 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 does that serve what purpose does that serve and i just it's one of my beliefs whether it's right wrong or indifferent it's um just how i act um and i believe that uh, the majority won and and i need to honor that at the end of the day and so it's been fun walking through that um the splash pad for example we've been working on it for almost four years wow and so uh um, now our now mayor, um, Susie Ba and myself, we were mayor, vice mayor then too, but we got to travel around to uh, different states and different areas and look at splash pads all over the place and really come up with a design that um, would really fit our community. And we pulled pieces from everywhere. And then you learn a lot along the way, like, yeah, don't put down that service because you're going to, you know, your kid's going to be on their butt <laughs> or I'm going to break a tailbone at 50, right? So just some <laughs> things that you learn along the way by going and visiting all of those and, and interacting with those communities and, and what was your pluses and minuses of yours and, and really understanding um, what's out there today and what's changed since they put theirs in and what they would do differently um, and some of the attractions that are just better. The one we put in was, um, it's very, uh, I don't know if, what's the word is, it's very brushed. So the surface is very brushed, so when you're walking on it, you almost stick to it. Um, so you're not going to slip as um, easily. Um, not that people don't trip and fall because it is concrete, but um, and that. And then all of our parts that we put in there, we use a manufacturer where we can take them out every winter. And so we, we store them away so they don't get weatherized um, and they don't break down. And then we can put them back up each summer um, okay. for the citizens to use again, which um, you get longer life out of that that way. And so uh, and ours also, the biggest thing that we really did is, and I'll show you when we're done so you can really see it. It's hard to show people now because we're on radio, right? Right, yeah, audio, airways, yeah. yeah, audio. <laughs> um, but ours also has a light show, so you can do, go down there at night and watch the light show. Um, so you'll, I'm sure, in the next by next year, you'll see us having that to music as a light show at night, where you can go down there and watch the different lights go up and down, along with the water. So it, the lights go through the water, so it's kind of cool. And I'll show you here in a little bit, but it's it's super fun. So that I mean, those processes take a long time, um, but I would really tell you that. Um, from a economical standpoint, really what we're working on now is um, trying to get a trunk line, a sewer trunk line from our sewer treatment plant, which, as you probably know, is in the Anderson River Park on the uh, south uh, east side of the park. Right. And so there is a trunk line that runs through the city in the main part of the city, but we don't have one that runs um, really um, southwest. And that's where we, re- we really need a, another trunk line because the area is growing back up there behind Walmart. And so that's really our, what we're working on now is trying to um, get the financing and all of that together to get a trunk line over to that area. Uh, because you also have going in there as U.S. offsites and I'm sure other um, industrial companies are going to come along with it. So you want to get that done so you can enhance your um, uh, business growth in that area, in that business park, which will become a huge light industrial area. Awesome. I wanted to ask you, I don't know if, are you a sports fan at all? Do you watch any sports? Any I do. Anything? I love sports. Okay, awesome. Uh, favorite basketball team? Favorite basketball team. If you're into basketball. Um, oh, yeah, I love basketball. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, right now, um, I was a Blazer fan for a long time and then hmm. switched when we moved here. And so, yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. It's a tough call right now. Tough call? You just like the sport in general? I do. Okay. I do. I, so I have... But I truly love college because you get the authenticity, authentic nature of the sport. Because they're not being paid. They are giving their all every time. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's fun to watch college 
sports, football and, and uh, basketball. Do you attend games like a Simpson and Shasta and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah, we've been season ticket holders for the last three years of basketball, Simpson basketball. Oh, yeah, well, that's wonderful. My wife and I. My wife is a graduate of Simpson, so. Oh, okay. But I love basketball. But yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. I have a. Uh, and then I'm the announcer for the Colt 45s. Okay. So I announce the Colt 45s games in the summer. And at half uh, of the Big last... League Dreams, right? No. Um, at um, Tiger Field. Okay. Right here. Yes. Uh, right, okay, yeah. I was Literally. Right across right from here. us. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right next to us. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So I have a question. I'll talk to you more about this when we're uh, off the mic, actually. But with all these businesses and everything coming up, just in Shasta County and whatnot in general, you know, we're getting a new courthouse. We have a terrific marketplace, Hilltops, you know, at Anderson River Park's coming up. There's a lot of people moving here and stuff like that. A lot of people love the church here and stuff like that as well and go to school here. Do you think maybe we'd be due here in a few years for a Major League Baseball team or an NBA team or something like that? Because I feel like maybe like another California State University or something is next, and then maybe the next step after that would be to get like an expansion team or something like that. Because I think Reading has the potential. I think we have like the Sundial Bridge, for example, is a fantastic area if they could ever figure it out. I don't know how the logistics would go. Um, but, I mean, if we could figure out a way to get like, you know, an arena or something like that. Because, I mean, it's not only just – the auditorium isn't just for, you know, concerts and stand-up comedians. I mean, it's like it could also be for, you know, sports and whatnot if we ever figure it out. I think it would be a great place in the main attraction for people to come. And, you know, you got Turtle Bay. you got, like you said, all the natural stuff, the mountains and stuff. Do you think we could ever maybe land a professional sports team in Reading? Well, even if you did a AAA team, right, even if you did um, the minor leagues, whether they call it G League in, in basketball, um, you have uh, the minor um, hockey leagues, I mean, those would be fun to have a minor hockey league team here. Wouldn't that be a blast? The, uh, hockey would be, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because then you got the Portland Winterhawks in Portland, Oregon. You've got some down south um, that are minor leagues. But um, I think that would be a lot of fun. I think we could, we could pull that off. Awesome. We, we have the population to do that. We have, you know, what, 150,000 people in the area? Yeah. You can't fit 10,000 people in an arena? Right. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we can. That's, I want to ask you about 15 to 20,000 people show up for Anderson Explodes on 3rd of July. We can, you know. We and definitely have that, yeah, too. Yeah, and they're fairly inexpensive. So the tickets are fairly inexpensive. So I think you pull that off. Because I want to get your take on that. Because I've been talking about that. I don't know if you listen to certain episodes and whatnot, of course. But like I've been talking on certain episodes with my buddy Alec White and stuff like that about how, man, I, I think that you know the NBA just announced today. Adam Silver said that we're looking to have two more expansion teams. And I mean, there's already four in California, you know, which is fine. I, I think personally, maybe the Clippers move here in a little while to maybe uh, Seattle or something like that. Because you know, Seattle wants an NBA team. Um, I don't know if they're really looking at ready. Do they? But who? Seattle. I think so. Uh, they have a new arena. Apparently, Jeff Bezos built a new arena there. Oh. They have a brand new arena that they're going to open up called the, uh, not the Key Arena, that's the old one. I forget the name of it, but it opens, I think, in 2022. Oh. And it's like all renovated and stuff like that. It's supposed to be state of the art, you know, super techie. Microsoft's up there and stuff like that. Right so, um, yeah, I think that and Vegas are probably the two spots they're looking at. But, I mean, I figure why not? Because I was right? heartbroken when they, they, they let the Sonics leave. But, personal yeah. opinion. A lot of people feel like that. Yeah, I'm glad Oklahoma City got I attended some of their games, so I just enjoyed them as a kid, for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, OKC definitely deserves a team, I feel like. Their fans are great, too. Yeah, they did great. Yeah. Absolutely. A great, great place to have them land. But, um, yeah, I just want to see what you thought maybe about, you know, some sports. Because I think that would be a great attraction. Because, I mean, you know, on a littler scale, um, and I guess we can maybe kind of wrap up with this one. 
for Little League and stuff. What do you expect when Little League and stuff comes back to Anderson and whatnot? I mean, there's been no sports this year. I mean, I, there's no really Parks and Rec, to my knowledge, that's going to go on because of the I violence. honestly believe all of that is going to be booming. Kids are going to want to get out. Parents are going to get out, get out. I think sports are going to come back. We have an amazing um, soccer league in Anderson, a youth soccer league, that uh, has just done an amazing feat. In fact, we've... Um, We've added some um, attractions down there, so they have some more area for soccer down that way, and I, I think you'll see us as a council expand that even further. Um, soccer's a big deal at Anderson, um, and that um, youth soccer league that has taken over has done an amazing job. So I, I think that's going to be only going to expand down there. Um, and we've, um, along with the high school, we've developed that whole area um, over on the, uh, what would be the southwest side, Volante Park area of Anderson, and so that's a nice little little league area um, where we have two two fields over there, and so it's they've done a good job of keeping up, and the little league and the parents and the kids all keep it up. So along with the high school, so it's it's been fun to watch them all them all take care of that. They got batting cages down there for the kids. I was gonna say they even got batting cages. Yeah, now. They that's did, awesome. They did a good job. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. And I think sports are going to be just amazing over the next few years because kids, like I said, kids they need to get out. They need to start doing something. I, I'm not a big fan of what we're doing, but politically, <laughs> I'll keep off that track for this for this podcast. I just I think we're harming our kids by not letting them go to school, and I think the long term effects are going to be the the loss will be much greater than than uh, than the illness itself, especially when it comes to kid. I'm glad that most of our schools are going. My daughter goes to Foothill; she only goes two days a week, so I wish they were going full time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I agree with you. The, the kids are going to come back in droves, man. I, I mean, I, I grew up in the Parks and Rec system and played yeah. soccer and stuff like that, too. And, I mean, looking back at some of the best memories you make, you know, because how can it not be? You know, in the exercise and just the, the uh, uh, camaraderie of it and whatnot. And, I mean, the parents, you know, getting together and, yeah. and socializing and stuff. I think it's definitely necessary. And I, I'm looking forward to that coming back. And I think it's going to come back stronger than ever. I think a lot of stuff in Anderson is going to come back stronger than ever. Once we can actually... Really open the floodgates. I think for all of us, for Reading, Shasta Lake City, Anderson, uh, the Shasta County area, I think you're gonna you're gonna see all of our sports programs come back with uh, tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree 100. Um, percent Baron, I want to thank you for coming on today. Thanks I for having me. I appreciate it very much. Uh, you, you were awesome. I appreciate it. If you guys have made it this far, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast listeners, thank you guys very much. I'll be back here very soon. If I'm not back before, I know this is the last one before Christmas, so Merry Christmas to everybody. And then um, if I'm not back before the New Year's, have a happy and healthy New Year's, and I will see you guys in 2021. Have a good day.